0: Made, we choose to rejoice and be glad in it. I want to say a few things, but before I do, let's pray. Father, we come to you in the magnificent name of Christ Jesus, declaring that this is the day that you have made and we choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Father, I thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to be able to share your word to these your people. So even now I decrease as you, the greater one, might increase. I ask that you would think through my mind and speak through my lips as I declare your word. I thank you for the compassion of Jesus that always flows from my heart. Father, I thank you for this amazing church and this amazing man and woman of God. And all the incredible things that you have in store for them. I declare that their eyes have not seen and neither have their ears heard. And neither has it entered into their hearts the things that you are preparing. I declare that Word of True Family Church has not yet seen their best days. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can you give the Lord a big praise all over the building? Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord on today? So, so, since I'm the first guest speaker since your pastor is married, I get to say, instead of can you give it up for Pastor Evan, can you all give it up for the angels of this house, Pastor Evan and Lady Cerise, can we give it up for them? <laughs> Come on, we can do better than that. I know you love them. Amen. Well, listen, I I, I I have the privilege of coming here quite often. Typically, though, and, and today's an extra special day for you, because typically when I'm here, my wife is home taking care of all of her services. But she was not going to be left out on this amazing moment with Pastor Evan and Lady Sharice. And so uh, Lady LaConte and I, this December, will be ha- will have been married. She's been putting up with me for 25 years, baby. Can you wave at the people? Amen. All right, you might be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm excited. We've already prayed. I want to jump right into uh, the Word of God, and uh, and and I, and I hope that you are thrilled and ecstatic for your man and woman of God, Amen. Amen. Knowing that the same grace that's on their life is available to you, Amen. And so I'm just excited for them. Listen, you guys uh, are, are uh, having a big giving day uh, in just a few weeks. And so I want to jump right into my lesson. Uh, we've already prayed. We're going to make a declaration of faith. And so if you have a Bible or a device that you use, uh, you can just hold that up. And we're going to make a quick confession. And then I'm going to jump into the word. Are you all ready? All right. Re- somebody repeat after me. I'm going to just hold this whole thing up. Somebody say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. I, am I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Today, I will be taught the word of faith. I boldly declare that my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I wanna talk to you from the subject of the grace of giving the grace of giving. And so I just need to know if Sharp was looking at my lesson because, you know, they asked me to send it earlier in the weekend. so he started saying some stuff. I said, Evan, you don't let anybody see my lesson, do you? But how many know that's Holy Spirit, amen? Amen. And so uh, you can put your finger on Luke 6 and 38. I'll be there in a few minutes. I want to talk to you from the subject of the grace of giving. Giving is an expression of God's grace. Giving is an expression of God's grace. It is an act of God's grace at work in the heart of a Christian. Uh, there's a term that we've coined in the body of Christ uh, that I know you've heard before. Same grace. Same grace. When somebody gets a new car and maybe you're believing for one, that's what you say. You say same grace. Grace, right. Somebody gets a blessing, a, whether it be a house or a promotion or whatever. We say same grace. Right. And so. But uh, how about when you hear somebody say, hey, for the big giving day, I'm sowing twenty five K or I'm sowing ten thousand dollars. I'm sowing 15. You should have the same excitement and you should also say same grace. Right. And and I believe that that's important. Luke, the sixth chapter and the 38th verse tells us why it says give. And what's going to happen, class? It shall be given you to you. It says, good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over shall who men give into your bosom for with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. So uh, a very familiar passage of scripture, the Bible says, if you give, it's going to be given unto you. And that's a, a, an exciting part, but a real exciting part. When I got a revelation on this is the Bible says that he's going to raise up a man or woman as the case may be, who's going to give. and And that really Excited me because I said, Lord, make me the man. Make me the one that you have raised up to be able to be a blessing to others. Because think about it if he is raising me up to be a blessing to others, that must mean that he's already been a blessing to me, right? And so God is looking for channels that he can flow through. Your giving day is an amazing opportunity, but not just your giving day every Sunday. Every time you get paid is an amazing opportunity for you to show God that you trust him, for you to give the time for you to give the temp because when you release what's in your hand, God releases what's in his and how many know his hands are bigger than yours? Amen. Amen. And so uh, if he can get it through you, he will get it to you. God will get a lot of things to you if he can get it through you. And so uh, several years ago, it's been a while since I told my testimony and I won't tell the whole thing, but I just throw a little bit of it out. Uh, no, thank God. Word of truth is growing week by week. So there's a lot of people who haven't heard my testimony, but several years ago, I was at a very low point in my life. I was, I love God. I was living holy and those kind of things, but I had questions. I would read uh, scriptures like third John two, where it says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. But I wasn't seeing prosperity. I would read, uh, for, I, w- I would read John 10 and 10, where he says, the thief come but for to steal to kill and to destroy where Jesus says I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly but I was not experiencing the abundant life and then I begin to, to learn the word of faith I begin to learn that the Bible was full of prophecies and promises and principles and for every prophecy and for every promise and for every principle that there was a faith process to bring it to pass I begin to learn that the will of God was not automatic but that God needed my participation to usher his will into my life I learned that there were some things that I needed to do and it was not God's will for me just to sit by the dock of the bay waiting on time to roll away you got it, just hoping and praying that God may do something for me but I had to put my faith to work, I began to learn that depth and life was in the power of the tongue and they that love it eat the fruit thereof and to the degree I would say what the word says and say what the word says that I would see the word manifest in my life, I began to learn that my man of God was the voice. Peace of God. And he was my pathway to a better life. And to the degree I would honor my man of God. I would sow into his life and I would see him watch this as the one that God has placed in my life to help me grow that I would live an amazing life. I begin to learn all these things and it radically changed my life. I learned the principle of giving and started flowing in this grace of giving. And I mean, it radically changed my life. Now, before I finish my my testimony, let's get a scriptural perspective on the grace of giving. In case you've never heard that term, that's not something that I've just made up. Second Corinthians, the eighth chapter uh, and the first verse, Paul is uh, writing a letter to the church at Corinth. And he says, and now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know. About the grace that God has given the Macedonia churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. So they were in tough times. Everybody say tough times. And how many know that tough times are no excuse not to give. It is actually the reason why we should give. How many know you can never beat God-given? I don't care how hard you try. The more you give, the more God will always give back to you because that is God's nature that I don't care how much you do for me, you will never outdo me because it's my nature. It's who I am. It's my love that no matter what you do, I'm going to do for you greater. Sometimes people say, you know, I'm just going to give and I'm not going to expect anything in return. That's not the word of God. You got it? The word of God is that I am supposed to expect that he's going to make all grace abound toward me. I'm supposed to expect the wisdom of God and the favor of God and witty ideas and things I've been praying for and believing for and my dreams and my goals are all going to come to pass because of that little seed. Does that make sense? Let's keep reading. He says, for I testify that they gave as much as they were able. Watch this. And even beyond their ability. He says entirely on their own. Thank God for having a man and woman of God who aren't going to try to make you give something on Sunday or make you give something on the big giving day. But they give you opportunity. They teach you the word of God, and they say now you got to pray and you got to obey God because what you want to do is you want to give it entirely on your own. It's something that I did as an act of not my not just my will but my faith, realizing that God is with me, that God is greater, that God. God is with me and I cannot fail and I have to understand that everything I have, it belongs to God anyways. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and they that dwell with him. He owns cattle on the thousand hills. The silver is his and the gold is his and surely our bank accounts belong to God. Isn't that right? I mean, after all, if you were not here today, you would not be able to spend the money that you have in your bank. So thank God that he woke you up this morning and he started you on your way. And he's giving you the activity of your limbs and the blood is running warm in your veins. Is anybody just glad to be in the land of the living? He said, they urgently pleaded with us, watch this, for the privilege of giving or sharing in this service to the Lord's people. So so it's a privilege. Verse 5, and they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then by the will of God also to us. So we urge Titus, just as he had earlier made a beginning to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. verse seven says but since you excel in everything he says man you excel in faith you excel in speech you excel in knowledge in complete earnest and in the love we have kindled he says but don't forget to see that you also excel in this grace of giving he says thank god you got all these other parts but if you miss that part that's a big part that you're missing Giving, uh, I tell my church uh, every Sunday when we receive uh, our tithes and offering and, you know, when, when, when I'm on the road, if I'm ever teaching on giving, I like to uh, get people to understand that giving is not a game. Everybody say giving is not a game. What is it, Pastor? It's God's plan to prosper your life. And to the, to the degree that you do it on purpose, out of principle, you'll see amazing things happen in your life. Giving is a form of worship. Giving is a way that we honor God. The Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of all of your giving. So, so when I give, I'm actually honoring God with my seed. And so it's important that I understand that. And I tell people everywhere I go, you know, giving is not a game. It doesn't mean that somewhere you might have seen somebody play a game... But you have to push that away and understand regardless of what I've seen, I'm going to stick with the word and giving is God's plan to prosper your life. Does that make sense? And so giving is an expression of God's grace. It is an act of God's grace at work in the heart of the Christian. So the Macedonian church, they gave in response to the, watch this, to to the grace that was at work in their heart by God. So now to flow in this grace of giving, uh, you need two things to take place. Everybody say two things. All right. Number one, you must recognize the grace of God that is at work in your life. That's number one. That's real easy. How many in the room can say God has been good to me? How many in the room that say God is good to me? I've got a question. Anybody in the room? Has God ever opened a door? Has he ever made a way? Has he ever healed your body? Has he ever protected you? Has he ever kept you from anything? Watch this. Has he ever given you the desires of your heart? Has he ever caused your goals to come to pass? Hello, somebody. And even if you're in a tough situation right now, you've got to look back over his resume of how he's always helped you and blessed you and kept you. Hello, somebody. Because he's the same God. Somebody say the same God. So if he did it before, he'll do it again. Same God right now, same God. back. So you have to have faith in the faithfulness of God that no matter what comes, that no matter what goes, that no matter what it looks like, I'm sticking with God and I'm sticking with the word. Because weapons may form, but they will not prosper. I might bend, but I will not break. If I hold on to the word of God, my life is going to be all right. Does that make sense? Can I get a little in the monitor just a little bit more? All right. And everybody say number two. Number two, you must fully understand the principle of giving and apply it in your life. You must fully understand the principle of giving and apply it in your life. And uh that's you know, uh uh Pastor Evan and I, uh we've uh oh man been knowing each other, so my church is sixteen years old and so we've been knowing each other for about fifteen years, and I think that there are several things um that just really clicked. I don't think he was looking for a best friend, I don't think I was looking for a best friend. We just happened to be at a place and we just kind of, you know, click. How many know that was just a God thing? And there was things that we just, uh, you know, we really had in common. We're both teachers of the Word of God because we understand the importance of teaching the Word of God in a simplistic manner so that you can understand it and walk out of this room and apply it right away. You got it? I don't know about you, but I am about results. And I know that the Word of God taught correctly will produce results in your life. Amen. Uh, uh, you, your pastor is the most generous person I know. He really is. You got it? He likes to tell me I'm the most generous person. I said, I don't know, man. You, you are the most generous person I know. And, 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 and so, but you have to learn how to hang around people like that. Come on, somebody. I mean, I mean, listen, you know, you can't, if you want to be an eagle, you can't hang around with turkeys. Birds of a feather flock together. You become like who you spend time with. You got it. all my life. I've always wanted to hang around people who knew more than I did and were further along than I was. That never made me feel inferior because I understand it. Watch this. If you are in the room with nine millionaires, one day you're going to be the 10th millionaire. Does that make sense? So you, you got to understand how it works. Right. So, you know, and so, you know, Pastor Evan was ahead of me. That didn't bother me because I was on the phone with him. How did you do this? And how did you do that? And how did you do that? Because you've got to learn that when God puts somebody in your life, you got it. Don't get upset if they're a little bit further than you. And then let's just talk about this. Don't get upset when you see God blessing somebody else. Don't let the spirit of jealousy show up. Because the Bible says jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Do you not know that if God is blessing your neighbor, he's in the neighborhood? So you rejoice with those who rejoice. Isn't that right? So if you're single in the house, your man of God just got married. And so now you say, same grace on my life. Hello, somebody. So you rejoice with those who rejoice. You know, don't don't be jealous. You got it. You know, because, you, you know, yeah, uh-huh, They probably had that little wedding. You know, can't wait to get get close to the first lady and hug her. Probably look at that little ring. It ain't little. But but rejoice with come on, somebody, because the enemy will try to get you to get upset over something that God is doing. You got it. And so you've got to learn how to rejoice with those who rejoice. And so that was just the Holy Ghost. He wanted me to give that to you. So let me stick with my lesson. All right. Giving is a matter of the heart. The Bible says in Matthew 6 and 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I learned this principle of giving uh, in tough times. Uh, 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 My pastor uh, was teaching on giving and my pastor, he old school, right? So when he teaches on, uh, uh, you know, on a series, he doesn't teach three weeks. He doesn't teach it for six weeks. He doesn't teach it for nine weeks. He might teach it for 12 or 13 weeks. You got it. But I thank God for a man of God who had the boldness to really teach it to us so that the light bulb would come on so we could really get it. And I was, in, I was in the United States Marine Corps. This is years ago. I, was, uh, I did one term from 95 to 99. Uh, I, I did extremely well in the Marine Corps. I didn't want to get out, but I knew God was telling me to get out. And so, uh, so you know, I had already lined up a job uh, working on base, doing some of the same things. Bottom line, to make a long story short, it was making between 25 and $30 an hour. And that was back in 1999. How many, how many know back in 1999, $30 an hour was good money? How many know it's still pretty good money? Right? And, and and so what happens is, I get the job, come to find out it's third shift, I can't work third shift. You know, my body just, if my body says, you got it, that if it's dark outside, you go to sleep. Yeah! Right? 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 I'm a church boy. My father's a bishop. I was raised in church. All my brothers and sisters, we learned to walk in the big gospel tent. So even if I had, you know, experienced the world for a little while, you know, going to the clubs wouldn't have worked for me because I'd have been asleep right away. You understand what I'm saying? yeah and, and so you know and and, and you know and, and your past has helped me to understand culture and things cuz it's some things i just didn't know it's something we were just talking we were reminiscing one time he was on the on the airplane and we were texting back and forth he said man he said i think i just got a contact and i thought he meant that he had got with a preacher who wanted him to come preach for him <laughs> and that is not what he was talking about Y'all know what he was talking about, right? Puff, puff, give. All right. All right. I think we've we've been good for each other, Evan and I. There's some things I've taught him about church, and there's some things he taught me about culture to balance us both out. Praise the Lord. Amen. (laughs) So, 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 so I, 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 I couldn't. Bottom line is I had to give the job up. The people thought I was crazy because it took me over a year to land a job like that on base and, and, and and that kind of things. But my wife and I were in full agreement, uh, and, and, and so, and, and, and so, but my, my pastor's teaching on giving. And so I, I had to give up that job and I had the only job available for right away was a job, uh, making $6.25 an hour. So I'll go from $30 an hour to $6.25 an hour. But watch this. I'm tithing on the $6.25 an hour. I'm giving an offering on the $6.25 an hour. I'm giving a little bit of something to my man and guy. It ain't much, but I'm giving something because I'm working the principle. And my thing is, God, if the principle works, it ought to work at $6.25 an hour. I begin to learn uh, in Malachi where it says, "I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings that there might not be room enough to receive." And I realized that God did not have literal windows of heaven where He was b- dropping out hundred dollar bills, but it was insight and opportunities and inspired ideas and in the favor of God. I think I told you how I had uh, uh, bought, purchased a box truck and and I, I spray painted each of the wheels. You got it? And uh, uh, and, and and I, I had cut. Um, uh, uh, cut a part of it out and put a storm window on it from Home Depot. And then, uh, I, you know, and then I, I didn't have any artistic skills, but I didn't have the money for anybody to help me. So I took my wife's round bake baking pans and I put them on the side of, 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 <laughs> of the truck and with the pencil. And then I got a little bit of acrylic paint and then I, 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 I painted it. What were you doing? I was making balloons. What, what? I was making me an ice cream truck. There it is. Remember, I've told y'all, that's the ice cream truck, right? So so, so I figured, watch this, if God's word works, it'll work at a $6.25 an hour job. It'll work on the ice. I have the truck, but I don't have a freezer. And I didn't realize there was such thing called cold plate freezers. And they cost several thousands of dollars to have it. And you have to have a cold plate freezer so it keeps the ice cream hard, right? And so Spirit of God says, go to the ice cream place and tell the man, if you will loan me one of your freezers, I will buy all my ice cream from you. So I talked to the guy and the guy said, no, no, son, we don't do that. So I just kept standing around. I talked to him for another 15, 20 minutes. Most people would have just left. You got it. But I was talking to him, waiting on faith to kick in. You understand? It was already on me. I was just waiting for it to get on him. Right? And so, you know, and when he's talking, you know, but, you know, kind of below my breath, I'm praying in the spirit. I'm speaking to somebody. Yeah, I'm praying the perfect will of God. Hello, somebody. And so after about 15 minutes, the man said, I don't know why I'm going to do this, but pull your truck on over here and back it up. I backed the truck up. We pushed that cold plate freezer on. Now I got me some ice cream. You understand? I'm working the process. You got it? Everything about God is a process. Things don't happen overnight, but they happen over time. That is why the writer says, in you have to possess your soul. So when things don't work as quickly as you want them to, you can't put your head down. You can't start talking doubt and unbelief. You can't say this, giving thing don't work. I'm just going to keep my money. If you have that attitude, keep your money anyways. Because, watch this, because you have to understand this is a spiritual principle. You got it? That when I, watch this, when I release what's in my hand, something supernatural happens and God releases what's in his. So giving never equals losing. Giving always equals gain. Because you never beat God giving, right? The problem is you try to figure out how God's going to give back to you what you gave. Is he going to use this person? Is he going? To, and, and that's the worst thing you can do. You got it. Because what happens is, or if you get in a tough time, well, I remember I did something for so and so, so I'm going to go see if they can do something for me. No, no. Everything we do, we do as unto the Lord and not as unto man. Because God is the one that repays. And how many know God can pay back better than any of your friends, better than any of your family? Isn't that right? And so bottom line, I was starting to work the ice cream truck and I mean, I would make thousands of dollars a week just selling popsicles. You got it. Just selling nutty buddies and those kind of things. Right. And 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 then, you know, and now I'm making a little bit more. I'm giving more, you know, and I'm I'm working this principle. God gives me an inspired idea, you know, for my wife and I to open some businesses and those kind of things. And so bottom line, everybody say bottom line. I went from making $6.25 an hour to every year making $2.7 million a year, right? Before I was pastoring... It's important for you to know that because some people say, oh, he a pastor, you know, you know," and that's why he rich. No, because I know a whole lot of broke pastors and I don't mean to be mean by that. I'm not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just, I just know, you got it. Our church helps a lot of other churches that just aren't doing well or never recovered from COVID. So that's not true. When people say, you know, a bunch of pastors rich, that's not true. You got it. No, pastors like myself and, and your man of God, we walked in integrity. We were givers. We were generous. We did it God's way. And because we did it God's way, we've got God results in our lives. Does that make sense? And God is no respecter of persons. He's only a respecter of faith. You got it? And so what God does for one in principle, He'll do for another. So your story might not be like mine or Pastor Evans. You got it? He might not do exactly, but what I'm saying is if you release your faith and work this principle of giving and start flowing in the grace of giving every time I get paid, I don't wait till I get to church. We've got, we got all kind of electronic giving and those kind of things. The first belongs to God right away. You got it. By the time I make it to church on Sunday, my tithes, my offering that's already taken care of. So I'm not coming to church just to give. I've already worshiped the Lord through the week in my giving. Does that make sense? So now I'm coming to experience worship. I'm coming to serve because that's a part of it. I'm coming to see my brothers and sisters because iron sharpens iron. So don't say, well, I gave. So I'm just going, you know, stay in the bed and watch it online. You're missing so much. Does that make sense? And so before I was pastoring, no degree, and I believe in education, just telling you my, my, my story, no degree, but just simple obedience to the word of God that produced the supernatural in my life. And we cannot forget that we serve a supernatural God that is still in the miracle working business. And if you can believe all things are possible to him, that believe. I learned that if I served. If I sold, if I sacrificed, and if I was settled, I'd see the supernatural in my life. If I serve, everybody say serve. And you need to serve in the house of the Lord. Thank God for those that are working in the kids ministry and taking care of your babies so you can enjoy the word of God. Thank God for the brothers on the parking lot. Thank God for everybody in their own because it takes a lot of us. Hello, somebody to make things work the right way in excellence. But it's watch this. It's our reasonable thing that we can do is serve God for everything that he's done for us right? So I, I learned it if I serve and then if I sow, you got it, that I've got to be a consistent tithing and offering giver. I've, I've got to do that. You have to start setting your heart right now for your big giving day. You need to start praying right now. If you're married, you need to go ahead and get with your spouse and say, hey, let's pray. If we need to take a day to fast or just, you know, one or two meals or, or those kind of things, let's make it a point that we're going to sacrifice. You know, you need to, you know, and brothers, lead the way. You know, baby, baby let's pray about it. Let's pray about you know what God's going to tell us to do maybe you're going to sow a seed that you've never sown before but if you do that you're going to see a harvest that you've never seen before you got it so you've got to understand it's not a game I learned it if I serve if I sow and if I sacrifice sacrifice sets in motion the supernatural power of God it gets God's attention and it causes him to move in our lives and so that is why I love the fact that you're having this big giving day you know uh, uh, your, your, your pastor was uh, uh, you know Getting married, I knew it was my big giving day. I didn't bother him with with that. He said, "Man, I didn't know it was your big giving day." You know why? Because because if you learn to operate in faith, things work automatically. All right, yeah. So so I'm here, right? And uh, one of I think one of ladies' aides texts her uh, and said, "Man, it's like Easter up in here." Now I'm not there. But my faith is, my faith is that the people of God have been taught the word of God. They understand on giving and they're not just giving to me. Hello, somebody. They are giving as unto the Lord. They're sacrificing and they know it's going to set in motion the supernatural. So my faith is it doesn't matter if I'm not there on my big giving day. Hello, somebody. Now, you know, Pastor Evans is probably the only one I leave my church for. Uh, (laughs) Let me just put that out there in case anybody else is watching. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Right. But 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 my faith is, watch this, that, that, that because I put my faith out there, God's going, he's going to do the supernatural anyways. And that's how you have to be in your life. Simple obedience. Everybody say simple obedience. All right. Uh, uh, let me give you a few scriptures on simple obedience. Just some proof text. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the... Lord, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So God says my ways are higher than your ways. So he says, I'm not going to come down to your way of doing things. You've got to come up to my way of doing things. He says that my thoughts are higher than yours. So I'm not going to come down to your level of thinking. You've got to come up to my level of thinking. And if you learn to do that, then I do exceeding abundantly far above all that you can ask or think. And sometimes God pushes us to do things that are are unfamiliar. Sometimes God... Pushes us to do things that are uncomfortable. But if you know it's from God and you know that that green light is there, if you will just obey God, you will see the glory of God in your life. Does that make sense? Amen. All right, Job 36 and 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. How many want to spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure? Everybody in the room. So the key is I've got to obey and I've got to serve. Isaiah 1 and 19, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the lamb. So when I obey God, I set into motion spiritual forces into the earth. I like to call it spiritual momentum. Everybody say spiritual momentum. It is a force that is released in the earth when you obey God that attracts ever-increasing participation. It's like a snowball effect. When you start working that word, when you start giving, when you start, you know, making confessions, and saying what the word of God says, when you start making a difference in the lives of others, when you start serving, when you start doing it, it's like a snowball effect. And watch this. It happens in the spirit realm as well as in the natural. So it comes together to help you overcome obstacles so you can accomplish the will of God and lay hold to the promises of God in your life. Spiritual momentum happens when you obey God. Spiritual momentum happens when you sacrifice. I remember the day I quit that $25, $30 an hour job and I was starting to make $6.25 an hour. Watch this, but I started spiritual momentum. I didn't panic because I understood if I was willing and obedient, I would eat the good of the lamb, that I would be OK as long as I obeyed God. I remember we were uh, we were renting a house and, uh, you know, you pay by the first, but you have till the fifth. Yeah, some of y'all don't know that, but uh, but I, I need it till the fifth. Come on, somebody. Right. And we only had one car at the time. You got it. And brothers, if you only have one car, the lady drives the car. Okay, praise the Lord. Let me let me help you. All right. And then, you know, you get another car and which one does she drive? Whichever one is newer. What's that do? That keeps the man of God in faith so you can both drive new. Come on, somebody, because if you drive a new, you might be happy and be like, "I'm, I'm good to go. She'll be all right. That ain't God. That's that's not God's will. That's that's not God's will. No, no, no. That's not God's will. Hello, somebody. Listen, listen. I I am extremely blessed. But when you look at my wife, she's extremely blessed. She eat the best. Living the best, wear the best, drive the best, right? But I made that. Watch this now. That you know, I, I, I remember one time we were uh, in the mall, and uh, me, Pastor Evan, a uh, couple other pastors, and I remember one of the guys. Uh, my wife wasn't with me, but I, I was. I think I was looking for a bag to buy for or something. And one of the guys said, "Man, Mac, he make his his wife high maintenance." I I, I said, "Don't hate the player, learn the game." <laughs> Come on, somebody. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself a ransom. My wife ought to look better than me. My wife ought to drive better than me or we ought to drive the same. I got it made up in my mind. I'm going to love her. I'm going to provide for her. I'm going to protect her. And that's what every man of God in this room should feel about their wife. And don't let nobody put their mouth on your wife. Don't let nobody play no games with your wife. Hello, somebody. Protect what's yours. Ain't that right? You don't sit down. I got to be done. I got to be done. I got to be done. All right. Praise the Lord. Right. Yeah. I had to learn in the early days because, you know, being in the Marine Corps, you got it. You know, you just... We was at Wendy's one time. I got to go. I got these last six minutes, but we was at Wendy's one time and I, I, was, I was getting some out of the car and she was walking in and, and this man, he was bold. He was looking at her up and down. Didn't even bother me. I know she fine. It's okay. Ain't no problem. You know, you—you you know, he did checking her out. Ain't no problem. But you open your mouth, you got another problem coming. I mean, brothers, women don't stop looking beautiful because you got married. You just got to know what's yours and what's not yours. Come on, somebody. I don't know why I'm going this route. And if you will learn to love what's yours, hello, somebody. And so, but you know, he, he made a mistake. He opened his mouth. I mean, we at Wendy's, y'all. Tell mm-mm. if I knew you was coming out, I bought you lunch. Evan, all I saw was red. When I was a kid, I was real little. You got it, as you can, as you can see, you got it. <laughs> And I used to get in fights because my 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 brother who's bigger than me but younger than me would always be like my brother gonna beat you when we get on the bus you got it he was the don king you understand <laughs> and uh, and you know but my father taught me he's like don't you ever start a fight but if somebody you know try to fight you you beat them down you got now I don't know how the culture talks nowadays that's just my old school bishop father you understand he says son if you just find something to get in your hands right. So all this is coming back to me while I'm at Wendy's, and I'm I'm looking for a brick. If I can just find a brick, all I'm seeing is red. I'm 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 lear- I'm reminded of my Marine Corps training and pressure points. And there's 21 ways to kill a man. You got it. I'm born to fight, trained to kill, ready to die, but never will. You understand? <laughs> and and you know, thank God I've tempered that a little bit. You got it. You know, but uh, uh, but 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 we, we have to protect our wives. Come on, somebody. And for me, it's by any means necessary. Praise the Lord. Now people know I'm crazy so they don't fool with it. Praise the Lord. All right, all right. I'm, you know, I'll I, you know, I, I, I say some stuff I probably shouldn't say. You got? I'm just crazy, you know. You know, I, in my mind, I, I go too far in my mind. You understand? I'm like, you know, I, I done made it. Now I can't mess myself up. But I'll hire somebody from the hood in New York to take care of you. <laughs> I got to I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> and my wife would tell you, he really is crazy. He really is crazy. Pastor Evans saw it one time. Yeah, praise the Lord. But we, we was in St. Thomas, but we won't talk about that, amen. Now I'm saved and sanctified and love of the Lord. I am. And I don't mess with nobody. You got it? He he messed with us first. You got it? Praise the Lord. All right. All right. All right, uh, uh, in these last few minutes, because I want to stop on time, so I want to show you something real quick. Number one, giving is a life hack. Bottom line, giving is a life hack. Watch this. You already saw the demonstration earlier. I don't have to give you my demonstration, right? He already took it off my notes. You got it? God multiplies the seed that is sown. Right. You got it. And he increases the fruit of your righteousness. So God is not a God of addition. He's a God of multiplication. Giving positions you to live an amazing life. And it invites God's uncommon, unusual, and unexplainable favor in your life. I got to give this to you real quick. We're going to make a confession in these last three minutes. I'm going to, I'm going to, well, I ain't going to go home. We got one more, one more service after this. All right. But uh, we, but you, you going to go home. All right. Or maybe you're going to go serve after this service. Come on, somebody. You ought to try that. Worship one, serve one. Everybody say, worship one. Worship one. Serve one. Serve. Yeah, they're watching your babies. Hello, at the 9 o'clock. Why don't you go watch their babies at the 11 o'clock and watch how God will bless you for your service. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. I, 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 okay, all right. Uh, uh, okay, okay, so... So, uh, uh, right a uh, um, few years ago, uh, my wife and I had a desire to live on the water. Now, in, in our city, there's hardly any lots left on the water. We live in a small city, you know, uh, only 27,000 people in our city. You got it? And and, and, and so, uh, bottom line is we had a desire and so we uh, couldn't find anything uh, on the water and everything was of course as you can imagine super expensive because it's on the water and those kind of things and so uh, uh, to make a long story short a contractor friend of mine says I heard so and so who owns a bunch of dealerships uh, you know uh, is thinking about selling his house and this is just as the market is about to start creeping up before it really blows up so our friend requests him on Facebook thank God for technology he accepts it I send him a a message and, and he says, well, yeah, that's fine. You can come over to the house and look at it. And so I went to the house and I looked at it and we started talking about it, you know, and I've already taught my wife, babe, when you walk in, don't be like, Oh, this is amazing. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, just keep it a strip. And say, okay. Yeah, it's all right. You know, and those kind of things. And so bottom line is, uh, in, we, we, we walk through the house, we're standing outside, my wife goes and gets in the vehicle, and I start negotiating with them. And so the bottom line is he uh, he gave me the house for uh, 1.12 or something like that, million dollars, right? And so we had made an agreement. It was a gentleman's handshake. We weren't using any realtors or anything like that. No no, knock on realtors. My brother is a realtor, but, but God is working this situation out for me. You understand? Because I knew that if he went and talked to his realtor, she was not going to agree with that price. Because I knew that it was under the current market and the market is about to blow up. You understand? So so bottom line, he, uh, he, he, he told, he, uh, you know, I had my attorney draw up the paperwork over the weekend. It was a Friday. I called him on Monday. He said, well, I'm at my other house at the beach. I said, if you allow me to, I will drive, which was two hours away, so he could sign that paperwork. He said, okay, I get there. He said, man, he said, my realtor cussed me out. She cannot believe I'm selling you this house for this price, right? And so bottom line, we did the deal and that kind of thing. And then uh, we get the appraisal. Man, the appraisal is like 400 and some thousand dollars over what we're buying it for. Watch this. And the market has not really yet gone anywhere. Right? And so he asked me after closing, he said, "Uh, Come on, tell me what the appraisal was. I said, Well, you left a little bit on the table. (laughs) Right? And so, you know, and so now you got it. We get in it. You know, we added a pool. We did a few things, you know. And now we have like a million dollars in equity. You got it in our home. All right. So watch this. Watch this. Watch this. That's because we are givers. That's because we are generous. And God wants to give us the desires of our heart. Did they put it up on the screen yet? There it is. Watch this. So I tell people. We wanted a home, but God gave us a castle. Because he does exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Yeah, and so that's the view that we see from our bed. We got three stories. And so our our third story is on the bedroom. There's the back of the house. You got it? Yeah, and so watch this. Watch this. What am I saying? Thank you. If you will learn to be a giver. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm the only cat that got an elevator in his house. Praise the Lord. I forget about it sometimes because we know we don't use it all the time. But one day we're going to need that elevator. Because I'm going to get tired of walking up and down all them three flights of stairs. Right? So I don't say that to boast. And we're going to make a confession and I'm going home. You got it? But, but you follow those who through faith and patience. Have inherited the promise. You gotta see what God is doing in the life of others so you know that that's possible for me. Cause remember I told you I came from making $6.25 an hour. Watch this. To what God has done in my life. All because I made up in my mind I'm gonna serve. I'm gonna sow, I'm gonna sacrifice, and then I'm gonna be settled. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right with my man of God. I'm staying right at Word of Truth Family Church. Ain't nobody gonna pull me away. I'm not gonna let nobody be in my ear about my man of God. I'm not gonna let no no devil, hello somebody, try to do anything. Your man of God been teaching the word and he's gonna keep teaching the word. You've been growing at word of truth, and you're gonna keep growing at word of truth. And don't you let anybody try to pull you Watch this, from the place that God has set you in. Did y'all receive that on this morning? All right, I'm going to make a confession. Y'all stand with me. We're going to make a confession. We're going to go home. Y'all going to go home. Well, you ain't got to go home, but... All right, y'all ready? Here we go. Everybody repeat after me. Say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, I take authority authority over my finances. finances. I thank you. for wisdom and revelation knowledge to bring me to a no need state. I refuse to walk in fear and I commit to be a consistent tither and offering giver. I dispatch my angels to go and bring all the money and resources I need to make an impact in this earth and live an amazing life. I choose to be generous all the days of my life. I declare a shift is taking place in my financial situation. I thank you for the victory in my finances from this day forward. I will, only say I will only say what your word says, word says concerning, concerning my financial situation. So I say, so I say increase, increase come, to come to me. Big checks, Big find, your find your way into my hands. I declare, I declare uncommon favor. I declare unusual favor. I declare unexplainable favor. I declare... The winds of change are blowing in my direction and I decree that total and complete financial freedom belongs to me right now, right now, right now. now. Say, I decree it, I declare it, it is so in Jesus' name. Now shout unto God with the voice of triumph.